Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. I'm Carter and we're back, baby. We're back. The boys are back. I got the one and only Bobby McCready with me. What's going on, dude? Man, it feels great to be back. And and not only that, are we not only back, but we are less than 30 days from our trip. So we get to see face and face in less than 30 days. And that's gonna Let's be like go. a, a reality show in itself, right there. You know, like we're gonna we're gonna have to record that. It should be. Everybody longtime listeners will know Bobby and I have spent about ten thousand hours together virtually doing this podcast and a number of other hunt lifty activities. And we're going to meet in person for the first time next month in, Mon- or, uh, in Wyoming on our first, uh, I guess, Bobby's first Western hunt, hunting antelope. Yeah. I, and we can't stop talking about it because I'm like a kid in a candy store, just all excited, losing sleep a month out because I'm like just so excited at night now. Yeah, man, it's going to be here before we know it. And uh, we've been planning this trip for two years. And that's kind of what we're talking about tonight is, you know, tips for your first your first ever Western hunting trip, um, which is kind of perfect because this is your first one. I've got a couple under my belt. So I've got some things that I've learned uh, over the years, mistakes that I've made. So yeah, if, if you're down, let's jump right into it, man. Oh yeah, let's do this. All right, dude, hit me with your, what do you got? What's your first one? All right, so I got I got a pretty basic one as my first one. And I think you'll like this one is find yourself a carter. And that, I'll have to elaborate on this here. You're going to want to find yourself a carter or a mentor that's done this actually before to help you guide you through the process that you can ask these questions that you're going to have. Like we were just talking before. And if I didn't have Carter and a couple of you guys that actually have done this before and texting, I'd be Googling. I don't know if that's like the right information. So it's, it's really good to get yourself some mentors or some friends that have done this before that you can kind of, you know, pick their brain and kind of see what failed and worked for them too. So this way, you know, yeah, even like just at the beginning, just navigating fishing game websites and the draw system and it's different for every state, like that can be overwhelming for sure. Um, so having somebody who's done it before and help you help walk you through that, that's immensely beneficial. And Googling will get you somewhere, right? It's, you know, you want to do your due diligence and do your research, but, uh, you know, forums can lead you astray for sure. Um, you may be getting misinformation on, on Facebook or online forums. Yeah. Anybody with any experience with online hunting forums, it can be real hit and miss. And, and, you know, regs change, you know, new laws are introduced. You may miss some. So it's, you know, if you're Googling, it's important to check dates um, on when articles were published and things like that. Um, and, and trying to stay up to date on all that. Anyway, all that's to say, yes, having a mentor is massively helpful or just someone else to help wade through all the information just to, to talk through with it is massively helpful. I mean, let's face it. It's a, it's a lot and you don't realize, well, I guess you kind of do realize like that's what scares a lot of people is like, Oh, I don't want to do that. It's a lot of work that goes into it. But once you get the ball rolling, it's really smooth and I, obviously it's a lot easier because there's six of us going. So we're, we're kind of in group chats and we kind of piggyback off each other. But uh, I think it's really great to be able to have somebody to ask my questions to, because otherwise I'd be lost. I mean, we spent, you know, an hour on the phone the other day where we we're just bullshitting about what we're packing and kind of like the weather and the elements. And like, I'm, 
completely like you're like oh yeah it's gonna be either uh 75 or 30 so uh be prepared like great <laughs> back to square one yeah but also don't pack too much right yeah, yeah don't pack too much but it could be 65 degrees it could be sunny and it could be snowing so get some gators I'm like great we're, we're, uh, yeah we're off to a good start <laughs> yeah i mean honestly it's a good pitch for the hunt lift eat team um you know joining the team if you're haven't ever been western hunting or you or you're new to hunting at all joining us over here at the hunt lift eat team would be a great avenue to do that just because you're plugged in instantly to so many people in our community that have a myriad of different experiences and experience levels with every literally every species that you can think of um yeah. someone's been there done that and, and can help walk you through that yeah which kind of piggybacks me right into my second uh my second tip here is once you find a mentor that's going to be able to help you with understanding how to get your ass out there is well where are you going to hunt now so a shout out to our boys uh over at infinite outdoors because they have really made this process I mean, for a guy from New Jersey, this has been a really easy process for me to download the app, find a landowner, get myself synced up with, you know, some great, um, some great areas that we, you know, that we're actually able to get out there and uh, do some hunting because let's face it, being from here to over there, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. So it's really cool to be able to see an app that you can kind of see um, the different private lands yeah shout out to sam seaton and infinite outdoors you know michael and alec those guys we've been talking to over there are unbelievable and you know hunting public land is like kind of like all the rage recently um and for some reason people kind of will poo poo private land but like fuck them dude you know this is a awesome opportunity and uh it helped us decide where we were going to apply um, help us dial in what unit to apply to because everybody had different point amounts. And, you know, in Wyoming, you, you have to think about that when you're applying as a party and we're like, all right, where's doable, right? Where can we go where we can just, I just want to take all the boys, right. Um, for their first antelope hunt, I don't care where we go, but let's go. Right. And hunting private gives us, um, a lot of, uh, benefits and leeway with, with our hunt. Um, and we're not going to have to be fighting other people for spots or dealing with like yahoos driving around acting like fools, which is also a thing, antelope hunting in Wyoming. Um, it just removes a lot of question marks that we won't have to worry about, which is fantastic. So yeah, infinite outdoors for the win, dude. Yeah, definitely. And you yeah. know what? People would say private, fuck them, man. Land is land. Get your ass out there and hunt. And especially because <laughs> this is my first Western. I don't, I don't give a shit what anyone says. Yeah. I'll hunt a Walmart parking lot at this point. <laughs> I, I don't care, man. Yeah, you can out there, man. Those antelope, they're everywhere. Yeah, especially with the winter kill this year, man. Like, yeah, yeah, massively helpful to, uh, we know exactly where we're going to go. That kind of ties into like one of my tips for tonight. Um, you know, everybody talks, it'd be easy to be like, all right, have good boots, like have good glass and optics, like get in shape. Like, yeah, yes, you need to do all those, right? Um, but you should know that anyways, right? But like, Having plan a plan and a backup plan is like incredibly important. Like, okay, you drew the tag, you you know what area you're hunting, uh, you know your sleeping arrangements, blah blah blah. You got all that figured out. Like, what are you gonna do day one of the hunt? What are you doing at you know sunrise or an hour before sunrise? What's what's the plan? I have a hunt plan for every single day that I'm out there, right? Um, and for a non-resident, you you have to maximize that, especially if you're flying. 
So I know what spots I'm going to. I know exactly where I'm going to before, you know, two months in advance, months in advance before we're even boots on the ground. And if that spot's a bust, I know where I'm going next. And then if that's a bust, I know where I'm going third, right? And you have your, you you know, you structure around with on, with your, you know, online uh, scouting and and whatnot um, areas that you want to check out. And you can wing it a little bit, but you want to have a plan and you want to have a backup plan because shit doesn't always work out, especially hunting public. Like other people may be there. So you're, you may just be like, all right, let's, we're going to move on to the next spot and keep on going. So having a backup plan, plan is important. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time something went flawlessly and everyone, someone was like, you know what? Exactly. This went exactly the way I wanted it. It doesn't happen. No, no, dude, that never happens, especially with hunting. It's always a yeah. disaster. Like forgetting your archery release. You know, like that's yeah, or for or leaving your bow to go to a bow shoot, Roger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shots fired. Do you have uh, another one? No, I mean, I, I think that uh, I think that was pretty good. I mean, I can <clears throat> I can kind of say like, you know, I, I really love like apps and like how I'm getting like more involved with this. And uh, another mm-hmm. one is the Hunt Wallet that really has i mean this is like pinterest for guys like this is the coolest thing i think is that i have pictures of my gear and being able to plug in my gear and my lockers and everything like that i don't know if, are we even friends on our hunt wallet because you got to see like my, my lockers becoming uh i think i have like over 70 items in here right now it's really uh it's really sweet you and i yeah. have totally different approaches to hunt locker unsurprisingly i knew before you even said anything that you would have all of your gear inputted oh, and yeah. uh, Let's just say I'm a little behind. Yeah, you, you got one thing in there, don't you? <laughs> Maybe two. Right. right. <laughs> Gun, underwear, <Yeah>. socks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hunt well, it's awesome, man. And sharing uh sharing your hunts and your gear locker. And I love the countdown feature too. You're like, Why like, do you even see that? Oh yeah, dude. It, it's like uh, your hunt is twenty nine days away. It's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Man, see, like, I see it now. That would be awesome. I gotta get that on my sink on. That's sweet. I had two more that I think are important tips for like your first Western hunts. And your first one is a piece of gear that I really like. And I bring actually, I bring two. I bring two gun cloths, the small ones that kind of fold up. You know what I'm talking about? The cloth. Oh, yeah silicone base they have like some whatever the equivalent of rem oil or some kind of lubrication on the cloth and they fold back up and go back in their little sealable bag i take two of those because your rifle and and frankly anything metal out there is going to get dirty it's going to get dusty it's going to get muddy i told you if there's any precipitation out there the world turns to gumbo and it's just a disaster it gets in everything um so I bring a gun cloth like that just to give my rifle a wipe down uh, every day um, before the next day so it doesn't get too crazy and gross. Um, wipe off all your fingerprints where you've been carrying it around. Um, just, you know, just protecting your gear and taking care of it. Make sure you don't want any rust or anything like that to be built up on it. I know you can clean your gun after uh, after your hunt and everything, but this is something really easy just to throw in your pack. It weighs nothing. Um, and you can just give everything a quick wipe down in the evenings. That's a good piece of gear. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I actually wouldn't even thought of that. Like until you said when it gets, when the precipitation happens and it starts turning to muck and everything, I didn't even think until you said that, like, oh, wow, I should probably bring stuff like that. Like what if, 
what if I get shit all over my glass? Like I can't see anything. Oh man. I bring, I have like 10 of those, you know, little lens cloths. Yeah. I have like 10 of those. I have one in my bino harness. I have one in my backpack. I have one in like my, uh, like my cargo pocket on my pants. Like I have them everywhere. Cause the last thing you want is like when you need your glass to work to there's dust or fog or something like that. So I, I keep them everywhere. That's good. That's smart. See? And I'm just sitting here like, please remember your gun. Please remember your gun. And you got like, you got it down to everything. <laughs> well, I hope that the airline delivers your gun, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a different topic. <laughs> yeah, I think my last tip would be to read, which sounds stupid. I mean, this is going to sound stupid coming out of my mouth, but you have to read the regulations for wherever you're hunting. It's different than wherever you hunt. I guarantee it, right? And maybe that's an East Coast West Coast thing, but you know, you have to read the regulations. You want to be legal out there. If you're going to invest all this money and all this time, and we've been planning this trip for a year, I wanted to make sure everything was to a T. So I bring the regs with me. I have them highlighted. I have them. I have notes in the margins. I do the same thing for TSA. I print the TSA, whatever rules and regs for whatever airline I'm flying. <clears throat> I have them highlighted and everything. <clears throat> so just so there's zero questions whatsoever. And then I take them when I check my gun like that. I do the same thing with the regs. So like leaving evidence of sex is something I'm not, I wasn't familiar with. And sometimes wherever you're, sometimes when you're hunting, like antlers isn't enough. Sometimes you have to leave a sex organ. Um, And I had never skinned an animal, quartered out an animal like that, where you just, you know, you have to leave a nut on one of the quarters. (laughs) And uh, that was a new experience for me. Right. And I would have had no idea uh unless i had called game and fish beforehand so that's just one example of where where you would definitely want to brush up on those rules there another one is like in wyoming in particular is like if you're hunting in a cwd unit they have game checks lots of game checks that they take very seriously i've seen if you're in a non-resident if like if you have tags that are not wyoming tags they will like hawk you down if you drive past this checkpoint uh, I've seen it happen. So we always just check in and, and bullshit with the fishing game uh, men and women there. And that's usually immensely helpful anyways. But CWD testing units, they had a biologist at these checkpoints last time we were there. And I brought my deer through and they pulled the lymph nodes out of the deer. And then they wanted to make sure I was disposing of it correctly to prevent the spread of CWD. So we had to like take the carcass back to the kill site, which was like kind of a pain in the ass, but you know, I felt good contributing to science and the study of CWD um, with the biologist there and got to ask a ton of questions and and watch it kind of happen. So just being aware of those types of situations, because not every unit's a CWD unit. So, you know, some units are more so than others and not all animals can get CWD, right? I don't want to misspeak, but I'm pretty sure antelope cannot get CWD. I think that's a deer, deer thing, but, um, you know, just stuff to be aware of. So read your regulations. It, ultimately, it's up to you, right? Yeah. It is your responsibility. All of it. Knowing all of it is your responsibility. Every legality, every hurdle, it's up to you. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is you tell me this now. And yesterday I got an email from Wyoming saying, don't forget your conservation stamp. I guess when I bought my license, I didn't get my conservation stamp. They're like, you can't fucking hunt without this. It's literally the email they send you. 
pay pretty much. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, it's t- it's like ten bucks. Yeah, and you your tag is not valid unless you have it. I'm glad you saw that. We should probably yeah. ask Roger. Has his. Yeah, make sure everyone saw that email. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely glad read the right. Glad you brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> you're texting him right now, aren't you? Well, Roger, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to test the information stamp. Smart. Come on. That's good, dude. I'm excited. Yeah, same, man. This is going to be a great time, and we should do one uh, afterwards to see if I survive. Yeah, 100%. My wife thinks I'm going to the Yukon and just going to vanish and never come back. And I'm like, yeah, you never know. (laughs) We'll do one there on like day three. We'll do like a recap of this, and maybe let's see if our advice changes on like day three maybe you'll learn something um and be like damn i wish i would have brought this or would not have brought this let's do that when we're there on like day three of the hunt that's a great idea well sweet dude as always pleasure to do another podcast with you bobby yeah i miss this you know we were joking saying like i haven't been on here in like a year and shit i like my microphone's got dust all over it and i'd like we had to work out the kinks of getting everything working again man this is Back in the saddle. That's right. Hell yeah. Well, listeners, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Good luck if your season hasn't started yet. <clears throat> I know Georgia and New Jersey started up this past weekend, bow season. Uh, we've got a lot of people who have elk and archery mule deer on the ground already. Shout out to, you know, Gabe in Wyoming and Tyler in Savannah. We got we got people putting them down, which is freaking yes. awesome. A lot of team Hopefully. members and a lot of harvests the last couple of yeah. days. Hopefully that'll be us next month. And, you know, send your successful pictures to the podcast page, everybody. Love to see them. I mean, that shit makes me super happy. So send them our way. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, as always, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. We'll talk to you next week.